You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Let's Be Real Podcast. This week, I got to chat with the incredibly talented director, author, actor, filmmaker, Justin Baldoni. Now, you may know him from Jane the Virgin, or you may know him from his book, Man Enough, or the Man Enough podcast, which he hosts, which really breaks down the stigma of toxic male masculinity. And in this episode, we talk a lot about that. We talk about the fakeness of social media, being enough as just who you are, and I go into more of my mental health struggles and my journey. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. So I just want to start out by saying this, and I don't say this lightly. Your podcast makes me want to become a better human. Um, And I know that through creating a podcast, just when I've done it the past three years, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of effort that people don't see. And especially when you're doing it on a platform, you don't know who's listening. And it can sometimes feel like, at least I felt like, you're putting in all this work and not sure if it's even being acknowledged. But I want you to know Mm. that... I think that this podcast, Man Enough, is truly changing a lot. It's making me want to reflect on how I can grow as a person. And I think you are doing the mission you set out to do. 
Wow, Sammy J. That's so kind of you. Thank you. That really that really means a lot. Of I, I appreciate that very much. And you know, the topic of um, being man enough and male masculinity uh, is so interesting. We had Kevin Love on for the season two finale, and our, he talked about having a panic attack on the basketball mm-hmm. court. And yet, these are things that are so common. I've struggled with anxiety my entire life and OCD, mm-hmm. yet there's such a stigma with it and mental health. And I've said this before, but it's just like you're supposed to work out your body. You're supposed to work out your mind. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the great things about talking things out, yet there's such a stigma with it. Where do you think this stigma is rooted in? And by having these conversations, how do you think we can break it? Well, first of all, you're an awesome podcast host. Oh my God, thank you. Because That means a lot. It's really hard to ask questions. And like, first of all, yeah, you're just, you're, you're just doing, you're doing it all right. You're better than I am, far better than I am. Uh, Absolutely not. All right, so... Thank you for talking about your anxiety. I think that it's wonderful that young people are talking about that. It took me 30-something years to even realize that I had anxiety. Yeah. And I'm 37 now. And uh, I still feel like I'm 21, but I'm 37 now. And I'm just really getting to the root of it for me. So it's really important to talk about what is the root of how this started? (laughs) I mean, it's, it's... a combination of a lot of things. Self-preservation is yeah. one of them. I think that we live in a we live in a culture where we've all been socialized, especially men, to believe that any sort of uh, perceived weakness means that we are not men. Yeah, that we are not strong. Like it's like this strange idea. But what do you, does that even mean? It doesn't mean anything. It's all. It's all. You know. <laughs> I don't think I'm allowed to swear on this, but it's all no, crap. You are. No, you absolutely no, it's okay. are. Just in, you, you got young listeners. It's no, 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 no. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be good. You know what? Fuck it. See, I broke it. Oh, Sammy J with the, <laughs> the swear with the f bomb. Um, look, it's it's just this whole idea of we think that we have to be a certain way to be considered strong, and yet the entire definition of strength and bravery, I think, is backwards. It's all rooted in external things, like this idea that if I'm physically strong, then I'm strong. If I am uh, physically brave, meaning if I go and take physical risks, if I risk my life to help somebody else, then I'm brave, right? But we completely forget what I believe the true definition of strength and bravery is, which is internal. For sure. Absolutely. It's not about taking physical risks. It's about taking emotional risks. It's not about physical strength. It's about emotional strength. You can't have you can look. You can be the strongest man in the entire world, but if you have a panic attack and you don't know what it is, crippling, you are as weak as you could ever be, because you don't have the emotional vocabulary to first of all understand what's happening to you, and second of all, you don't have the emotional strength and the bravery to ask for help. So what do you do? Exactly. These things debilitate us. It's kind of like being super strong and, and stubbing your pinky toe. That's the worst, by the way. It's the worst, right? The you can worst. be like, you, you, you see like these, uh, these strong men, like they can lift cars. They stub their pinky toe and they're down. <laughs> down for the count. Well, it's the same thing. It's like you can be as strong as you want, but if you're not dealing with your, your actual mental health, your emotional health, your well-being, your spiritual health, then you're just a shell. You're just a suit of armor. That's so true. And I think one of the things that I've been in therapy since I was like seven. 
Um, I grew mm. up with learning disabilities my entire life, and I thought I was incapable of learning. I learned that wasn't true. Yeah, been there. But there are so many people that think that they are incapable of learning, that they are stupid, and which in turn, specifically like ADHD, for example, looks very different yeah. on guys than it does girls. Yes, it does. And I think guys in the classroom, they're being pointed as disruptive. And if they feel sad or discouraged, what society has taught us is to channel anger instead of to actually feel that. Mm -hmm. um, there's uh, Anthony Ramos, one of my favorite musicians. He has a quote in a song about kind of toxic male masculinity. And he says, why am I pushing away what silence has to say? Mm -hmm. And I feel like sometimes we need to embrace that, embrace the feelings we are having and let ourselves feel that. Yeah. What has the journey been like for you to go through that while you've acted, you've directed? What is the process of doing that while managing your career and being a happy person? <sighs> wow, great question. Let's separate the happy person thing. Okay. Because the like happiness starts with contentment. Mm -hmm. Right? It starts with it starts with appreciating what you have. It starts with gratitude. And there've been a lot of times over the last decade where I haven't been happy and I have no idea why. I'm just looking around like I have everything. What's wrong? And nobody talks about that. Oh, absolutely. Right? Because we're sold this idea of the American dream, right? This capitalistic patriarch, you know, patriarchal society that we live in that if you just acquire enough, then you'll be good. Right? Because so many people don't have, if you can figure out how to acquire, if you can reach the top of the pyramid or even midway up, then you're good. Yeah. It's not, that's not the case because it starts with contentment. It starts with happiness. It starts with the inside. It's not the, ex, the outside. It's not the external. And we're sold this idea that happiness comes from the external, from the outside. Look at social media. Look at everything that we're seeing. It's all coming from external forces. But it will only ever stick if it comes from inside, from doing the work and looking at the person in the mirror and figuring out if you actually like what you see, if you like the person staring back at you. If you don't, no matter what you do, it's a house of cards. You don't have a foundation. So for me, what it looked like is this. As I started doing this work, as I started truly healing, I was doing it very much publicly. I'm doing, I, and, I, and I, I'm not even going to use the past tense. I am doing it very publicly. <laughs> Love promo. I am trying to figure it out in real time. And I did that on purpose. One is nobody ever did that for me. I never saw anybody heal in real time. I never saw anybody that I looked up to talk about their broken parts. And that's a massive problem because if you don't see it, you can't be it. And if you don't see it, then that means that you feel like you're the only one. So growing up for me as a man, I didn't know that I had anxiety until I was in my 30s. I had no idea that I had ever really been depressed until I was in my 30s and I started really looking at, wow, I feel really sleepy today. I feel really tired, but I got sleep. I don't really want to get out of bed. Oh, I feel tightness in my chest. What is that? Normally, I would just, I would just go through it because I'm a man. I'm a dude. That's what we do. We push through everything. Conquer. <laughs> right? That's what we're taught growing up. We have to be. No pain, no gain. Just push, 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 push. Yeah. Like man up. What does that even mean? That's it. Man up. Be man enough. That was my entire life as an athlete, right? You get muscles by pushing, pushing, pushing. And then we do the same thing with everything else in life. Look at sports. You watch these guys, they break their freaking legs and they think they have to keep playing. What does that do? Then they can't walk when they're older. They're in wheelchairs. 
You look at these boxers that beat the crap out of themselves. Then they can't even put sentences together when they're in their 50s and 60s like football players. It's all backwards. What, for, for, for the win? What does that actually mean? So here I am in my 30s, like, oh, wow, my heart's, my heart's really beating fast today. But I'm not really doing anything. Huh. I got to take it. I got to take deep breaths. There's something off. All right. It's okay. I'm fine. And then you suck it up and you bury it down and you don't allow your body to feel what it is screaming at you that it needs to feel, which is repressed emotion, which are repressed feelings, anger, sadness, remorse, shame, get whatever it is. It's all, we bury it down to the point where like a like molten lava, it eventually is going to rise to the surface and explode like a volcano. Yeah. But eventually, no matter what, we're going to have to deal with it. I'm now in my 30s being like, oh, shit, I got I to gotta deal with it. Why? Well, I have lives that depend on me. I have a partner. I have this amazing wife who's doing the exact same work that I am. And we're looking at each other and we're saying, we cannot pass this on to our children. We cannot have our children grow up in homes like we grew up in. Now, granted, we grew up okay. My, wife, my wife's family had alcoholism and her dad passed away when she was 18. I grew up in a, in a wonderful house. The problem is that we never talked about the broken pieces. We just swept them under the rug. My dad was the master at that. Fake it till you make it. Exactly. You realize that like this all comes up when you don't deal with it. And even though even when we deal with it, it comes up even more. And that's the thing that I think it's important for people to know. You start healing like it all starts to come up and you have to address it. And yeah. that's, and that's also scary. And then you address it and you're like, okay, well, what's at the core of that panic attack? What's at the core of my shortness of breath? What's at the core of my depression? What's at the core of the thing that's keeping me out of bed? And then you got to go into it. Oh, absolutely. I'm dealing with it in real time. I'm struggling. We all are. It's awesome. And I want to talk about it as much as I can, because these are the things that don't, make us just man enough and they make us human enough. All of us, that the things that allow all of us to connect because we are all struggling. We all have trauma and trauma looks different for everybody. It really does. And I think something that I've learned, I mean, everyone's journey is so different, yeah. but I just went through my first midterms at college. I just moved across the country and I was really overwhelmed balancing school, the social life and the podcast. I was- Yeah, midterms are hard. I was doing that thing where I was pushing it down I was just getting through the days. And then I just took a day. I took, there was one moment and I just cracked and I just fucking let it out. And it was one of those cries where like I could physically feel it leaving my body. Ooh, those are good. Which was so good. But like I've grown up doing um, cognitive behavioral therapy. Cognitive behavioral therapy, yeah. Yeah. And I've been doing exposure therapy where it's essentially... Like if you're afraid of a spider, you start in a room with a spider and you lead up to actually holding it, um, mm. which is one of the most. Are you afraid of spiders? No, but it's just, just an example. I was, a, I had separation anxiety, really bad separation anxiety. Uh, with your parents? Yes. It was. Only child? No, older brother. Um, uh. And then like growing up with learning disabilities too, like the thought of a girl with processing issues probably wouldn't have a podcast. So everything that I'm trying to do is to prove to myself that I can do all the things that I thought I could never do. It's awesome. It's really, and I'm so happy you're doing it. The crazy thing is soon you're going to recognize where, oh shit, all my success is actually a trauma response. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The podcast was created as a distraction because of my anxiety. 
all of this is like, wait, so I'm, this is all a response of, from trauma. It doesn't mean that it's bad or good, right? It's taking a shitty situation and creating something good out of it. You look at that and you're like, wow, so in some ways, I have to have a lot of gratitude for that. Oh, absolutely. Things I look back on, like, I've talked about this. I hate my anxiety, but I'm also very grateful for it because it makes yeah. me who I am. And I think something that I'm currently struggling with that I'm sure you can give me advice on is you ha- you're balancing a lot. You know, you have your production company, you have your podcast, you have a family. How have you dealt with balancing all of that? Terribly. I've dealt with it. I dealt. This is where understanding that your drive comes coming from trauma is really important. Because when it comes from a place of pain and it's disguised as drive, then you never have an end. So what I tell people, because I'm on this same journey, is that no is like no matter how much success I get, it's not going to change anything. It's not going to heal me. Until you're content with yourself. I have to I have to heal. Yeah. And then the success on top of that, it can be additory, if you will. It's like uh, I, can, I can be grateful for it. But the second that my perceived success in America and social media and whatever business that I'm in becomes my identity is the second that I just fall into like that bottomless pit of despair because it's not real because eventually that's going to go away. And what happens when that goes away? I'm just, again, I'm prolonging a panic attack, a prolonging depression. You f- that's why you see so many people just fighting to stay in front of the limelight, like just doing everything they can for fame because they're so deathly afraid of losing it because losing it is death to them. Because you don't have an identity without it. And if that's your identity. Exactly. Expect- and also because it's, you're, you're trying to heal your trauma with these external things. When in reality... You can have all of this stuff. You can do your podcast. You can do all, you could, I could do mine. You could write your book. So long as you know that it doesn't define you. And if it goes away, it's okay. Justin, we have to take a quick break. But when we come back, I want to continue talking about what defines us and the stigma as to why so many guys don't like to open up and be vulnerable and much more. We'll be right back. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts 
Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation. I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. 
I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. So then what does define you, though, is the question. Because that's something that I'm going through. Like if, for example, the podcast has been my identity. Who am I? I'm the girl with a podcast. I used to work for Radio Disney. I was a Radio Disney girl. Who, like, it goes to the question of, I think we're all struggling with, like, who are you besides the materialistic things? I always always think about, well, what would happen if a meteor hit Earth and suddenly we lost all of our technology? That'd be nice, in a way. Wouldn't it be? I think a lot of us would be like, oh my God, I can breathe again. Can you imagine how many people would just be able to like take a full breath for the first time in their life? Yeah. Wow. If it all went away. You think about that. All of us, we are all enough already, but the world is telling us we're not. Yeah. So, so long as we're looking to the world and others for cues, we're never going to feel like we're enough. My wife and I talk about this a lot. What is enough? Contentment. What is enough? I have my perfect idea of what my career is. When will I be satisfied? When will I be happy? In my book, I talk about the why ladder. If you Mm -hmm. go into the why ladder, if you ask yourself why more than once, if you ask yourself that question, what will make me happy? You'll probably recognize that you won't find the answer because the answer doesn't exist out there. It exists here inside. So balance really comes down to prioritization. It's not balance. It's prioritizing. It's, man, I'm feeling low today. You know what? I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to take care of myself. I'm not going to push myself and do a podcast. You know what? I'm going to cancel. Though I had, you know what? I had Justin Bieber on. As awesome as he is, I got to take care of myself. <laughs> I would never cancel on Justin Bieber, though. I would choose him over my mental health. That's all I have to say. <laughs> That's that's between you and your mental health. Yeah, that's uh, fair. (laughs) But you get my point. It's like we just if if all of us would would be able to breathe deeply and have so much less anxiety if all of the technology in the world went away, what is that telling us? It's telling us that all of it is bullshit. It does good, of course. It does good. You're helping people, Sammy. Like I'm helping people. We're all helping, but we have to also ask ourselves, like. Does that define us? Yeah. Does us helping people define us? Or are we trying to heal something in ourselves by helping others? And there's a big difference too that I think needs a distinction. Something that I'm, like I said, I'm a freshman at college. And something that I'm realizing, the toxic masculinity alone within just guys in college is so prevalent that I'm witnessing on a day-to-day. That's kind of shocking. Um, And- You should do, honestly, a podcast episode on it because something that I'm realizing is with the frat culture. Yeah, it's terrible. My, like my guy friends, like they're just starting to open up, but it's, oh, I can't do that. Something that I've realized with that is just guys are afraid to show their emotions, even to their girlfriends. And I'm, and my friends are trying to be like, no, like crying is a good thing. It shows strength. It's hot when guys are freaking honest and open and not just focusing on getting this because it's cool. And I feel like that should be talked about more. The, the social pressures 
are so much more than I think anybody realizes. Yeah. Boys and men just want to be liked and accepted by their boys and men. We think that we're doing it for women. We think we're doing it for girls. But in reality, like if we were to listen to the women and the girls in our lives, we wouldn't be doing half the shit that we're doing. Yeah. And in college, it's just I want to fit in. You want to be a part of a club. You want to be a part of a team. You want to have your bros. You want to be a part of that. And frat culture is extremely toxic. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, but honestly, so is sorority culture. Oh, absolutely. It's all toxic. It's taking social media and you're just putting it in the real world and you're saying like, am I enough? Judge me, please. Tell me if I'm enough. Let me into your group. That is toxic. And it breaks my heart. I just read an article. Like young women are developing tics. Like like little ticks, and they're thinking that it's because of TikTok. We, we, this is the largest experiment in the history of the universe, what we're doing to young people in their brains right now. Oh, absolutely. We've never had this much comparison or this much beauty standards and shit shoved in our faces. And us men, God, like it's already so hard for us to just accept who we are is enough. We don't have the language or the vocabulary to go in to figure out, what we're feeling because we've never been asked what we're like feeling. None, none of us have. The whole idea of masculinity is that we have to have people under us in order for us to feel powerful. And that's, the, that's the fraternity structure. That is so true. And I feel like it's one of those things where I, I'm so glad that you are talking about this. And there are so many other issues. I know in your book, you were so open about like body image because that's yeah. with guys. I wish that was discussed more. Because I feel like in turn, if we all discuss it and we would all feel less alone, you know? No, it's not just girls. It's not just this. Um, you've talked about your struggle with body dysmorphia. And especially your a lot of your characters were these shirtless jack dudes. And yeah. how did that affect the way you looked at your own body? Because people probably from TV were like, man, I wish, like, I wish I looked like you. Yeah, well, I, I read about it. I talk about how. It was hard to be on TV while I was suffering from a problem that I was also helping to perpetuate. Ah. Um, and, uh, you know, they would write my abs into a scene. And here I was like newly married with a kid on the way, not able to work out every day, <laughs> like struggling and trying to figure out how do I, how do I keep my body so that I yeah. can, you know, keep my job. And So you can support um, your family. And, and it was really, really, really tricky because – when I would try to talk to people about how I was suffering and my insecurities, they would look at me like, oh, please, I wish I looked like you. So it shamed me in many ways into silence where I wasn't able to talk about my insecurities. Yeah. And it's, and look, I understand I have a lot of privilege here, right? I have able-bodied privilege. I have genetic privilege. I'm a man. I, you know, but at the same time. You're a human. Uh, I'm a human. You know, we are all afraid. All of us have insecurities, but we just project this confidence. And what happens when we just project confidence is it makes everybody else feel like there's something wrong with them if they don't have that same confidence or like that's the gold standard or like we have to get to that. When in reality, like what if we were all just okay being who we are? Some of us would have more confidence in some areas than others. Some would, have, some would be more insecure, but we wouldn't shame anybody. There wouldn't be a, there'd be a spectrum of enoughness, if you will. There wouldn't be a definition because we would have undefined it. All of us would be allowed to be who we are and there would be space for it. If we could teach our young boys specifically to have empathy, to have compassion for each other, then there would be no shame because why would you ever want to bully somebody who's already suffering? Why would you ever want to pick on a kid 
who's struggling in class or who's dyslexic and who doesn't know the answer or, who, or who's overweight, obviously they're dealing with something at home. So you would have empathy for that person. That's where we got to get to. We got to see each other as human beings. Oh, I'm so glad you said that because that's something that's come out of this podcast that was not planned. But I've realized through the many conversations we've had is how the media takes the human out of the person, right? Oh, yeah, of course. For example, we had Kesha on the podcast, season one. I was so excited, but I did not know what to expect because the way the media portray these people, you forget that they're just a human being like you. And when I sat down with her, I'm like, man, I really want this to be a mission for people to realize that we shouldn't be putting people on a pedestal because it gives them unexpected um, standards and it gives us that as well. And we shouldn't have that. Pedestals are broken. I mean, that's why <laughs> the whole idea of pedestal I mean, it's it, forget about cancel culture. The pedestal culture. That's what we do. Can we talk about that more? That should be a thing. Pedestal culture. Well, that's what it is. That's what social media is. It is. It's like pedestal culture. Suddenly you have millions of followers, so you're different mm -hmm. than somebody else. Like what? What does that actually mean? Followers mean absolutely nothing. 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 But but people make it their entire lives. I know. So we, we love putting people up up on pedestals, but you know what we love more? Bringing them down. Why? The internet tears you up to bring you down. Because we all are hurting. When I, when I look out in the world, when I, I, did, I deleted Twitter from my, from my phone recently, and I'll probably slowly start deleting all of the apps um, and asking friends and people to post for me because it's just not, it's not worth I it. don't feel good. Like I don't like the feeling of being stuck on a scroll or looking at all everybody else's lives and what they're, you know, I just, it doesn't make me feel good. And the more we start to honor those parts of ourselves where we say like, that doesn't make me feel good. So I'm going to stop doing it. The healthier we're going to become. Yeah. Again, if the world, if the meteor hit and the satellites all went out and there was no social media, no podcasts, no any of this stuff, you would just all be people. And how would we create hierarchies? I'm sure we would because we did it before, but it'd also be about like, compassion and empathy and who I want to be around and who I want to spend my time with and who makes me feel good and who's of service and who's exuding love and all the qualities that I want to be with. It would have nothing to do with how somebody looks or there, there would be no followers. Okay. We have to take one more quick break, but when we come back, let's talk about how to stay true to ourselves, especially with the fakeness of social media, your spiritual journey, and the balance of working on yourself while helping others. We'll be right back. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. 
Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. 
I'm very jealous <laughs> of your generation yeah. that didn't have to deal with Instagram and that. Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. We create magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. It just goes to show, like, it's so important to just stay true to yourself because especially in a world with social media, when we're thrown a fake reality, there's only one you and you were only created you for a reason. Exactly. And when people talk about, oh, I want to change this about me, change that, be like, but they didn't make you a copy and paste version of another person for a reason. We should just all embrace that. And that's really hard. Um, And I know something that you talk a lot about being in a higher nature, mm-hmm. which is our souls. And I'm, I would say I'm more so starting a spiritual journey, just asking more questions and exploring and covering topics I've never really yeah. thought of. Um, can you explain that? What do you believe? I believe, hmm, I believe, I don't know what I believe. Great. That's awesome. Is there anything that gives you hope? Is there any foundational belief that you have in your life that, that makes you feel better about existing in this world? Honestly, my grandma. Okay. Because she has this, just this ability to always take the high road and be the bigger person in situations where... What does that look like? Situations where she could easily, and I would easily want to just call something out or just go for what you want to do in the moment. But she has this ability to rise above it. Mm. And that's how I want to be as a person and how I want to grow. So that's why do you, what why I, do you think, why do you think she can do that? Cause she's an angel. <laughs> I love her. She's a walking angel. Literally. But I don't know. I think it's the way she was raised. And I think just, I think if we all gave each other a chance and listened, I think that would make a big difference. Cause there's a lot mm-hmm. of talking, but not a lot of listening. Yeah, there's the quote in the Baha'i writings, which is my faith, that says uh, it is impossible to talk and listen at the same time, mm-hmm. which I love. Look, I, I think this world can be a very, very scary and dark place if you don't have a belief system. Yeah. And so I encourage everybody to look for a belief system of some sort. I mean, look, we've been doing that forever from the time we were created or showed up on this planet or, you know, as we transitioned from monkeys to humans, whatever you believe, we've always been searching for a meaning, a bigger why as to why we're here. I look at life like this. We are here for a very short time. And regardless of what you believe, we have to spend our time in service, both to ourselves, which we forget, but also to others. Because that is the thing that it, if you, it's the only thing you can accumulate at the end of your life that means anything. We think about the life that we want, like, well, let's think about our death for a second. I, I encourage people to think about their mortality. That scares me. If you meditate on your mortality, it will influence the way that you live. And my belief is that the only thing that we can take with us is the good that we do, is the service, is the, you know, it's the kindness that we are, if you will. That's the yeah. stuff that will matter in the end. And that's so beautiful. And you've done so many documentaries. Uh, and like, for example, Clouds on, you've worked with people uh, going through terminal illnesses. Has that- Yeah, Clouds was inspired by Zach. Zach, the documentary, yeah. Yeah. Has that mindset helped you in your filmmaking? 
For sure. I mean, it influenced the how the projects that I've taken on. I mean, I spent seven years making documentaries about folks dying, as you said. And then my last two movies were inspired by real people that were friends of mine who passed away. But I think for me, the thing that it did the most is, one is it gave me some PTSD because I had to deal with a lot of people that I love dying. Yeah. Um, and I would willingly show up and become very close to them knowing they were going to die. And that's very hard. That's um, an emotional toll for sure. It took a big toll. Um, and on the other end of it, I recognized just how important everything else is, all the things that we don't make important that aren't rewarded in our culture right now because they don't have some tangible meaning, how important moments of stillness and nothing are, how, how important moments where there's no phone or no social media posts are, how important it is to just be with family, how important not working actually is. Um, it influenced everything in my life. But I wanted to make movies that help people realize that like, there's so much more to life than what, <laughs> what we think right now. And that we have one life. We have to actually live it. I love that. Live it. We're coming out of a pandemic. We truly, that's what I'm realizing. I can't just let my anxiety win. I really have to go out and live my life. Mm. Are you working on any other documentaries or any other projects? Well, right now, my, I mean, my studio is making a bunch of movies. So we're, um, we're currently shooting two movies. One movie started today. Um, we're shooting a movie in Texas called The Senior, which is a really cool football movie mm. about a 59-year-old guy who was kicked off his uh, football team senior year. And he decided to go back and try out again. And he makes the team. And it's about never giving up on your dreams. And it's about healing and all kinds of stuff. And then we're making a movie in uh, upstate New York right now called Empire Waste, which is a movie about body positivity, which is really exciting. It takes place in a high school. And um, we address fat phobia and all kinds of things. Um, and it's this really inspiring story. Uh, that I'm so proud that we can uh, that we can help tell. Uh, in fact, I cast one of the roles off TikTok. The director Claire, who's a brilliant writer director, she uh, she wanted to cast and put out a casting call on TikTok, and so I posted about it. And we found one of our leads who had never really acted before, and she's going to be a huge star. We had two thousand submissions. That's amazing. See, that's a good thing with social media. That is one of the good things with social media. Um, you know, that the part of community. Again, it's like everything is good and bad. It's what we do with it. And then I'm getting ready to make my next movie, which I'll probably make uh, March or April next year, which is a sci-fi love story that I'll be directing. You're doing so much. And I just want to thank you for coming on my podcast because you are truly, I think, doing some incredible work with just telling your story and telling other people's stories, which is what I want to do. And you're doing it. And you're doing it. Just remember... No matter how successful you are, you were enough before and you'll be enough after. Thank you. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the Let's Be Real podcast. Please know that you are enough and you are so great just as you are. Justin, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. I am truly inspired by this conversation. And if you haven't already, follow Justin on Instagram. Follow the Man Enough podcast. Read his book. And if you want, follow me on Instagram at it's Sammy J. That's I-T-S-S-A-M-M-Y-J-A-Y-E. And subscribe to the Let's Be Real podcast. If you haven't already, new episodes are out every Thursday. Trust me, the season's only getting started. All right, guys, I'll see you next week. Bye.
Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 